Hi and welcome to The Connected Generation. My name is Nikia Anani and I am your host. Last week's episode, I spoke on the NSARS movement. But on Tuesday, 20th of October, my heart, amongst a lot of my peers, we were completely heartbroken and shattered as where we call home, you know, our local community became violent, right? So for those that aren't really aware of what SARS is all about, so like I mentioned, I did an episode last week, so I'd recommend listening to that episode. It's called NSARS. And it's a campaign that's been ongoing for quite some time in Nigeria to abolish and disband the special anti-robbery squad that has been found guilty by um, independent bodies such as Amnesty International, um, found guilty of extrajudicial killings, extortion, rape, kidnappings. It's just, it's crazy, it's heartbreaking. It's There's no place for it, right? And since that episode, the protest, the movement went on, and it was largely peaceful, nonviolent, and it was pushing for not just an eye service abolishing of the unit, but also the president addressing the nation on on the matter to take responsibility to see termination and prosecution of officers and things like that, restitution and damages paid to victim families. But Black Tuesday, Tuesday twentieth of October soldiers shot at peaceful NSAS protesters singing the national anthem whilst waving the Nigerian flag. And according to Amnesty International, at least 12 were killed. Um, It was live streamed on Instagram. Extremely traumatic, extremely um, heartbreaking. It's been a time of grief and mourning. And... I'm still processing everything, and in addition to that, things are still are moving quite quickly. So I'll probably do an episode on 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 this at a later date when I get my thoughts together on that matter. But today, I wanted to actually talk about stepping out of the shadow, right? Stepping out of the shadow. Whenever I mention that phrase, it usually evokes something emotive for those that feel like. They haven't reached their fullest capacity and there's something or someone in the way of that. I believe that we have all been called to step out of the shadow, to be all that we are called to be. As an ex-gen, sometimes that shadow is a now-gen, right? Sometimes that shadow is a mindset. Sometimes it's our projected self and not our authentic self. And sometimes it's an ego. But for today's conversation, we're going to be talking about the challenge you may face in stepping out of the shadow of the elder gen or the now gen, right? And back to our earlier conversation about NSARS, it is more than a cry for an end to police brutality. It's actually also a cry for young people to have a seat at the table of decision making, right? In Nigeria and in Africa at large, the average age of political leaders is 62, 
but the average age of our citizens is 18. So there's this huge disconnect where we don't have a voice. And we see a similar dynamic in the business world and in the family business world where a lot of next gens say to me, dad, mom, they're not willing to let go. They're not allowing me to have a voice at the table. They're not allowing me, you know, to to make an impact. And um, I need to step out of that shadow of mom or dad. So I thought to do this episode to just kind of unpack all of that. Like I said, a lot of next gens are quite, honestly, quite baffled (laughs) by mum or dad's attachment to the family business and why they just won't let go. Why won't they give room for the next gen to add value on issues where you may be able to add value, like professionalising the business and seeing more structure or taking the business digital, which we all know right now is so important, or innovating, or using more tech, or things like sustainability, right? And then um, having more diversity, inclusion, and empowerment through various different prisms, not just gender diversity, but it could be age diversity, tribe, and so on and so forth. And it's so easy to take all of this quite personal, right? Like, it's the opposite of a stamp of approval where they're not allowing you to have a voice, right? And it's easy to start to question, am I good enough? Why won't he or she just trust me? And it's easy to get demotivated. But I'll give you a word of advice for free. It's not about you. (laughs) I had a call last week with a lady and... um, we had this very conversation. I was like, it's not about you. Don't take this personally. It's so normal. Now, gens are typically so attached to their businesses that they find it so hard to let go. They're just so used to having helpers around as opposed to co-builders and co-visionaries. And that's not to say that I'm advising that you stay a helper forever. No, and that's not to say that the situation and the dynamic won't change No, I'm just saying that this dynamic is quite normal. It's not about you. And I know the journey well because I've been on it and I continue to go on it. I believe that stepping into the light is a continuous journey. It's a journey of endless mastery. For those that aren't really aware of my story, I relocated from the UK to Nigeria nine years ago. And I was working at Deloitte in London and started informally shadowing my father in our family businesses in Nigeria. And, you know, it actually first started off quite informally. (laughs) And very soon, I just loved the entrepreneurial culture in Nige. I loved working with family and I loved that, you know, the entrepreneurial culture allowed me to have I believed more opportunities than in the city of London in the sense that I had access to movers and shakers in society in a very personal and informal way. And so soon, what started off quite informal then became quite formal as I was appointed as an executive in the family businesses and family office. 
But you know what? That journey is is not you know when you when you when I say that paragraph or you know, it's so easy to think or so smooth sailing or so easy for her. No, it was not. <laughs> it was not at all. It was a journey to discovery of self, and it was a journey of management of and wrestling of, with a lot of emotions. Like I would often question, do I compare to my dad? It just felt like I had huge shoes to fill. Um, not just in the business, but like in society at large. Like I remember like in my first year moving back, I'll just be out and about like your girl's just trying to have lunch somewhere with friends or I'm at the airport traveling out on my own and random people would just literally stop me and be like, you must be so-and-so's father. You look just like him. Say hi to him. And I'm like, hello, stranger. Who are you? <laughs> it just felt like I was an extension of him. I'm not a person of my own right. And that feeling was the same in the business. I felt like I was an extension of him in the business. I wasn't a person in my own right in the business. It took me some time to discover my identity in the business, um, moving away from being a jack of all trades, um, which was a huge contrast to my experience at Deloitte, right? And in one breath... I loved the experience because I got so much breath. I got a lot of width, right? I got exposed to so much. But in in another breath, it was quite tough because I wasn't fulfilled because it was difficult for me to see the impact I was making in the organization where I was kind of like all over the place, right? And the transition from formal to informal was, was hard because at Deloitte, it was very formal, right? I had I was regularly appraised. I had a mentor. I had a champion. And my achievements and my impacts were constantly evaluated, celebrated or not, right? I was constantly told how to improve and things like that. But moving into the family business was a bit of a shock because it took me some time to know what I had a flair for, a passion for, and potential in, in the business, And then I also struggled a lot with my personal dreams and ambitions. I have always been passionate about multiple things, but for some reason I thought that was not normal, that you had to just be passionate about one thing. And I so wish I had come across Marie Folio like 10 years ago, because she talks about being multi-passionate. But I would wrestle with this guilt, like... Am I supposed to park my personal passions elsewhere because I've made a commitment to serve in my family's business? Am I being disloyal to the wider family by pursuing any ambitions or dreams or passions that will take time? That will take my time, I mean, not take time to, 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 um, to bud or come to fruition. Would me having other ambitions, dreams, passion mean that I have to leave the business entirely? And it was just like creating so much anxieties in my mind. But it it got to a point where I decided to actively step out of the shadow. And the irony about this whole thing is my dad's nickname for me during that period was actually shadow. (laughs) Because I remember when I moved back and I said to him, dad, I'd like to shadow you. And he was like, he found it absolutely hilarious. He was like, what does that mean, shadow? And I explained the terminology. Like, it literally just means me following you around and learning from you. And he was like, 
he was <laughs> he was like okay and in meetings he would just be like this is shadow like i'm like oh my god no you can't be calling me shadow in a meeting um but yeah the the journey that i took to actively decide to step out of a shadow entailed gaining a lot of clarity within and I, I, I call that inner leadership, like leadership of self. And that was clarity of, firstly, my purpose as an individual. And then within the business, I realized that being a jack of all trades was just completely diminishing my morale. And I had to kind of focus and niche down. And that would enable me to be a better leader and to be energized. And also had clarity of my potential. Yes, you know, my dad had built up this amazing business and he has this unique genius flair for entrepreneurial activities. But, you know, I had to recognize what my strengths were and know how I could fuse my strengths to really collaborate with my parents in making, in co-creating a legacy business. And I also had clarity of passion, right? So it took me some time to realize that exploring my passions outside of the business was actually necessary for me to be able to serve to the fullest of my potential in the family business. And that it was possible to do both concurrently. It wouldn't be easy, but it was possible. It just meant I had to come up with a structure to enable me to both serve in the business pursue my passions and dreams in an efficient and optimal manner. And so once I had that clarity, it was then then having courage (laughs) to pursue what it was I wanted, you know, courage to live a life by design. So you see, that work starts from you, the inside of you, that inner leadership. And I reckon what is foundational is working on mindset. Because it's so easy to feel like there are big shoes to fill and, you know, one can wrestle with discovering your identity, feeling a responsibility towards, you know, taking this business to the next level or taking the investments to the next level. It's a huge pressure, the pressure of stewardship, right? And whilst also feeling guilty when you're considering pursuing dreams of your own. But I believe therein lies an opportunity to work on mindset, to see yourself as in a position of privilege rather than see yourself as a prisoner of your circumstance. It literally will change your life. It's like night and day. And I reckon that we should step out of the shadow into the light. And I'm not going to belittle that journey. It's It, it can be feel of uncertainty and fear because the thought of being in the front seats can be scary the responsibility is a lot the irony is it's this weird situation where we don't like the shadow but the alternative to being the light can be terrifying so it can be easier just to hide in the shadow it can be easier to stay in the shadow and criticize as it's comfortable it's like hiding in a cave away from plain sight in a dark and desolate place, right? We may not be seen. We can feel comfortable. People can't see us. People can't judge us. But in actual fact, what happens is 
We're just burying our gifts, our talents, our contributions, our ideas, and staying imprisoned by this very fear of failure or fear of rejection. It can be comfortable in the cave, but what happens is if you stay in the cave, you're actually subjecting yourself to an environment where mold and decay thrives, right? You know, so the very environment that you may be comfortable in is detrimental to your development. And to maximize your impact, your contributions, you need to step out of the shadow into the light. You need to submit your gifts, your talents, your contributions, and your ideas in the light so that they don't decay in that cave. Just like, you know, your muscles atrophy when they're not put to use. It's the same with our leadership capabilities, even if we've never tested them before. The fear of the light is, is, is so ironic because the light is the very thing we need to liberate and free ourselves. But like I said, if you subject your ideas to the light, there's this risk of... Can they criticize my ideas? But you know what? Flip it on its head. It is only in the light that other people can see your value. It is only in the light that you can maximize your impact on others. It is in the light that you are liberated to express the fullness of who you are and actualize your individual unique purpose. And so in stepping out of the shadow, I said clarity is key, courage is key, and having a development plan to get us to make our greatest impact in the family business is key. And that plan needs to cover three areas, I believe. Skills, the skills you need for self, leadership skills, leadership presence, influence skills, Ability to strengthen relationship with your family members so that they recognize your talents and let you lead. Ability to establish credibility with owners, advisors, board members, affiliates, and things like that. That plan also needs to cover communities. There's nothing as powerful as peer-based learning or just joining communities of others because, you know, two plus two definitely equals five. We learn from one another. We support one another. Um, you shortcut so many, shortcut so many wrong turns that you could you could take from learning from other people's experiences. And then, lastly, that plan needs to cover your experiences, both life experiences, work experiences that will be necessary to cultivate you and arm you with all that you need to become the leader that you can be. I'll leave you with this quote as we close by Stephen Pressfield. And he says, creative work is not a selfish act or a bid for attention on the part of the actor. It's a gift to the world and every being in it. Don't cheat us of your contribution. Give us what you've got. I love that because I think, you know, don't stay in the shadows, come out into the light. In the light is when you can give us your contribution and be that gift to the family business and to the world. 
Thank you so much. Take care, stay safe, and God bless you.